You're listening to the Common Descent Podcast. But we digress. Hello, Will. Hello, David. Hello, listeners, and welcome to part five of five, the final episode in our Jurassic Park movie franchise June series. All month, we have been working our way through the Jurassic Park films and releasing our discussions every Saturday across the month of June. And just this past weekend, the fifth movie, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, was released. And we saw it, listeners, for you. We were doing so, so well up till (laughs) now. (laughs) As with the other episodes, we will be reviewing this movie from the perspective not of film critics, which we are not, but of scientists. So discussing how the movie handles things like the scientists, the science, the dinosaurs, how it fits into that broad intersection of science and pop culture. This episode is going to be a little different probably than the others. We're going to have less details. Yes. You know, we, we only saw the movie once. We just saw it in theaters. So we won't, you know, we might get a few details wrong regarding the plot, things like that. We won't have as much info. Harder to take notes in a theater. As with all the other movies, we are putting up the spoiler warning. We will be discussing the whole movie. Yep. So if you haven't seen the movie and you want to see the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, turn around, go to the theater, see it, uh, then come back and listen to us. This movie, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a direct sequel to Jurassic World, released this month, 2018, from Universal Studios, directed by J.A. Bayona. In this movie, the plot is that the dinosaur's island is erupting. The dormant volcano that has been there the whole time, apparently, is now (laughs) releasing lava, pyroclastic flows. It's going to destroy the island and wipe the dinosaurs out. People are now debating what we should do. Should we save these dinosaurs? The main characters go to the island to rescue a bunch of dinosaurs to save them. Turns out there are other nefarious forces at play, and we get to see the dinosaurs subjected to greedy, nefarious purposes in various ways, and including the creation of a new made-up weaponized dinosaur, the Indoraptor. Indeed. So let's start the same place we always start by discussing the critters of the movie, the actual scientific creatures. Will... What sort of critters do we get to see this time? A lot, actually. This I I'd probably, I haven't counted, but this probably has at least one of, if not the longest list of I, absolutely. dinosaurs shown in any of the films, which it was actually really cool to get to see that many get some screen time and everything. Yeah. We see a lot from the previous movies. Uh, we get a T-Rex. We get Velociraptor, obviously. We have the Mosasaur show back up, as seen in the trailer, but we also mm-hmm. get Ankylosaurs back. Procomsegnathus is around the background, but it's there. Yeah. Gallimimus is back again. It's, it's been, what, two movies since we've seen them? Or at we least very saw, much. They were, they were, they were in, in Jurassic World, a little for They a were moment, just little ones in, World, in the yeah. petting zoo, but we get to see big ones running around again, being all cool, just like they were in the first one. <laughs> Triceratops and... Yep. We get our pterosaurs and uh, pterodactyls again, same ones from the last one. But we get four new ones, not including our new created one, 
But we get yes. four new individuals that get shown, two predators, two herbivores, which is kind of nice. We get Carnotaurus, one of yes. my favorites. Finally. Yes. Oh, it's about time Carnotaurus showed up. Uh, a, a major feature in the second book. Carnotaurus is, uh, if any of you remember the Disney movie Dinosaur, this is the main bad guy in that one. The big, yeah. big predatory dinosaur with two large flat horns above each eye. Yeah, with a with a short bulldog face. Yeah, very stubby. tiny little arms. Oh, adorable little stubby, chubby baby arms. Yelp. Very cool dinosaur. Makes a scene in here just a couple of times, but it's there. Yelp. Oh, we actually have three predators because we also yes, have we do. Allosaurus and a Baryonyx. Yeah, we'd see glimpses of Allosaurus. Yep, it should. It's it's one of the the ones featured in the auction. You get to see it, you know, yep. be, being active there. And Baryonyx is fun because it's a relative of Spinosaurus, so yes, it get is. another little croc-snouted dinosaur. And then we have actually one of the, the key characters in the movie is Stiggy Moloch. Yes. Shows up in this, a, a cousin or growth <laughs> period, <laughs> potentially, depending on which research turns out to be the more correct, of Pachycephalosaurus and Pachycephalosaurus. Yes. And then finally, we get another Ceratopsian, Sinoceratops. Uh, yes. Cousin of Triceratops. Pretty cool looking. It's got those gaps in the, the frill and yeah. some forward curving frill bits. Uh, there was also Stegosaurus. There were at least a couple of sauropods showed up. Yes, they did. So yes, we, we did. do see a huge array of different dinosaurs. There are, yeah. So it shows a bunch, which is very cool. Uh, one of the things that I want to point out right off the bat with the new dinosaurs, first of all, awesome to see new dinosaurs. Yes. Very exciting to see them. They weren't portrayed the best. We'll get, we'll get into that in just a moment. Yes. <laughs> I mentioned in the last episode that sort of how I'm always looking out for things that are new. Yes. Have you put something in your movie that is from recent paleontology? Yeah. Now, Baryonyx, Stigimolak, and Carnotaurus are all dinosaurs that were identified in the ni- 1980s. Yep. Which makes them kind of new-ish. Kind Cenoceratops of. was named in 2010. Yeah. So they actually did bring in a new dinosaur, and it gets a fair amount of screen time. It does. It shows up multiple times, and he gets to actually have some interactions. Yeah. So, kudo. Listen here, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This is, I think, the one nice thing I'm about to say about the science of your movie. Yeah. Thank you for putting in Ceratops. That was really cool. For whichever one of you in the credits that got to pick yes. which Ceratops was put in other than Triceratops, we thank you. Which, whichever <laughs> one of you asked your kid to name a Ceratopsian. <laughs> Give that kid a cookie. Yep. Yep. You did good. (laughs) So now that we've listed the dinosaurs that are new and that we've gone through are a mostly complete list, there's a bunch on there. Yeah, we might have been missing little ones. Like I said, it's this is sans notes. But the behavior of these animals, the way they're portrayed is uh, typically we would use the word interesting, but it's not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We're seeing, we've been mentioning up until now that there is a trend that we've been seeing across these movies. And almost as if Fallen Kingdom knew we had been talking about it more and more each time they wanted to give us a chance to really focus on it. (laughs) These are not dinosaurs. They are movie monsters. You, You think you've seen movie monsters. 
<laughs> what Fallen Kingdom has created here is nothing but theme park monsters. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. Yeah, they're all, they're monsters and they're kaiju. Like, yeah. The scene where the Carnotaurus is fighting the Cenoceratops. First of all, all the dinosaurs are running away from an erupting volcano. An exploding mountain. The mountain is exploding. There's lava. There's ash. They're all stampeding in a panic away from the, the volcano. And three of the dinosaurs take a moment yep. to stop and fight. Yep. Because they're monstrous, fighty creatures. Every single predator in this movie, every single one, if it sees something else, attempts to kill it. Yes. That's all they do. The only one that doesn't do it, and it's only because it's the main character, is Blue. <laughs> Like, yeah, and only in certain scenes. Only with the main characters. <laughs> only with Owen. Yep. Doesn't kill it. When the Carnotaurus is fighting the Cenoceratops, there's like action movie punching noises. Yes. They keep hitting. It's like pff, pff, well, as they're hitting each other. That scene, what that scene was almost like, are you doing this on purpose? Because they are running away from the volcano. They have to hide behind the gyosphere to avoid the stampede. The Carnotaurus slowly stops running to walk around the gyrosphere and stare down Owen, this tiny yeah. little bite-sized morsel, and then runs past him to fight the big monster dinosaur. Yeah. What? I don't know. What? <laughs> Once again, our the whole idea of monsterification is when your movie animal's behavior stops making sense in the context of an animal and starts making sense only in the context of a movie monster. Yep, of an action movie or horror movie. And then T-Rex shows up, and as it's been doing for so long now, murders stuff just because yep. it's there. Yep. It, yep. It, also, while everyone is stampeding away, and Allosaurus decides that's a good time to try to hunt, on the run from a volcano is trying to take down other dinosaurs. But the worst yep. one is the Baryonyx, who is sticks its head through falling lava. <laughs> yes. Lava so I'm falls gonna, I'm on gonna get top of its head. It goes, ah, ah, and then goes right back for it. It's forced its way through a waterfall of lava to eat two people. Yep. It's just, I came all the way down this tunnel to murder you. And no yep. bit of lava is going to stop. The, all the predators have a kill or die mentality. I'm going to yep. kill you or die trying. They show up in scenes just to eat things. Yep. That's all the, that's all the, the, the predators. Like we've talked about how in the earlier movies you would have like touching scenes with the Triceratops and the baby Stegosaurus. There's a moment early on where the people look in awe at a Brachiosaur. There's a moment early on where people look sadly at the dying dinosaur and then there, I guess there's a moment toward the end where they feel bad that the dinosaurs yeah, are dying. We get one sweet moment where a baby triceratops nuzzles a mama triceratops. And but that's about it. All, like all the dinosaurs are monsters. Yeah. Other than the cute even, baby rapper mo raptor moments. Even the pteranodon. Like I, we almost got to the <laughs> yes, end of the movie. Yes. Almost got to the end of the movie. I was like, we, we were so close. Right at the end, a pteranodon comes out of nowhere. Having just has, been freed from a cloud of poisonous gas. Has not been in this. We have not seen this animal in this movie <laughs> up until this point. As far as I remember. I, we get like out. a couple of moments above trees. That's it. Like yep. they fly overhead. Grabs a dude. Takes him. In the <laughs> yeah. Sky. And media is like, you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you taking, did this to me. I'm taking my anger out on you. It's your oh, fault. Oh, my goodness. It's just immediately sees a human. It's like, I haven't killed one of those in a while. Not since they <laughs> shut that park down. You just, <laughs> you, just had, you just had to put in your pteranodon carrying a dude into the sky. I've been, been itching to murder. It's, it's, it makes me think. And I, I always, I always kind of harped on this movie for this. And I was glad that at least Jurassic World had not gone quite this far. But in James Cameron's King Kong, the predators are the exact same way. Where like mm-hmm. the Allosauraptors that show up to chase the big, you know, almost sauropods, uh, cause a stampede and then continue to chase the animals off a cliff. Not hunting style, but go off the cliff with them while trying to kill these giant sauropods. It, you know, they're the big, not quite T-Rexes. I don't know all their names. I, I know they, they, they have were names. the V-Rex. The V-Rex, yeah. They all, have, I remember. they all have names, but I don't... Even though I, I love it and I, I, I want to get the big book that has all the info about the animals, <laughs> uh, I don't know all their names. But those... The first, all I need if I'm a big T-Rex thing is one punch from King Kong to stop fighting him. I don't, yes. I don't need my jaw broken. They are mindless, they are mindless, single-minded killing machines. Yes, and these, every scene with the Predators in this one just made me think of King Kong. Yep. Which, in King Kong, was an homage to monster movies of the past. Yes. That was not supposed to be a modern representation. <laughs> that was an homage, because that's what the original King Kong is. They... Go to a new area of the island, a different monster attacks Kong. They go to a yes. different area, a it's new the monster. Whole, atta- the whole theme. It was an homage to the original movie. The whole movie is that. <laughs> the film they're making on the boat is the original movie. This is just monsters. What really surprised me is that possibly the most prominent monstery dinosaur in this one, I think, is Stiggy Moloch. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So Stiggy Moloch is, you know, the hard-headed with the spikes coming out uh, all around the sides. It's, it's you know, pony-sized. And all it does is headbutt things. Yep. That every single thing we see it do, it enters scenes by headbutting things. It exits scenes by headbutting things. Yep. It Remember we talked monsterification about super strength. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You give an animal super strength to make it more... Of a monster. Little known fact, Stiggy Moloch has a layer of animantium under its skull. Tom Holtz online made a comment on Facebook, made a comment that said, this Stiggy Moloch must have gained powers from Earth's yellow sun. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It punches through a brick wall. Out a metal gate. (laughs) Owen releases it into... The auction room. Yeah. And it becomes the it becomes juggernaut. Yeah. Just running around like bowling pin, knocking people all over the place. Well it's it's that it's that uh bull cliche that so many movies love to make that if you put something in front of a bull, it will charge it. Yes. And and that idea which is not that's not what bulls are just like all the time. That's no. what that is what is fun to show in cartoons. <laughs> the reason they do that in bullfights is because they've been beaten. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the reason that they're angry when we watch it, is because they're being made angry. Stiggy Moloch is super strong, and it's single. It does Hates one whistles. Thing. All it, it, it headbutts stuff and gives meaningful glances at the camera. Yes. Yes. Like, it has a moment where, like, 
Owen looks at the Stinky Molly and says, you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah. And that would be a fun little character moment if it wasn't if it wasn't so hard to believe that the Sticky Moloch agrees with him. Yeah, if it, if it was like, if this was just you having quips with an animal, eh, that's funny. If I, if it did not take much of a stretch for the way the movie had been for me to believe that the Sticky Moloch then winked. Yeah, they <laughs> nodded at you. It was like, yeah, let's do it. And they just cut that from the movie. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. All the dinosaurs in this. The T-Rex is wrestling with a giant helicopter. It's, yeah. The T-Rex has become the, the you know, Godzilla-style protector of, yes, you know, situations. They're, they're very single-minded. They're yep. super strong. T-Rex only attacks bad guys now. They, they, they fight bad people. Yep. Blue shows up toward the end of the movie. You made this comment uh, yes. earlier that Blue is basically an Avenger. She's just an Avenger now. She is she is dodging explosions and fighting off armed assailants and having superhero landings from tops of roofs. Yep. All of these things happen in the movie. We're not making this. Like... And, and posing dramatically. Yes. There are a couple moments where the dinosaurs like do a thing and then pose dramatically for the camera. Yep. And yes, there's been like the T-Rex has always done its roar for the camera but yeah. it keeps happening in this she one. literally jumps front stage she jumps down yeah. into the camera to have a moment they they have transcended animal to become monsters and action movie stars yep now cameoing in the next fast and the furious uh, uh on the on the line of the raptor intelligence that we've sort of been tracking mm-hmm this movie identifies the raptors as possibly the second most intelligent animal on the planet. Yeah, I caught that too. Yep. <laughs> Why? What have they done to... Like, they have the whole sequence with the videos where they're like, look, Blue can roar at the other raptors and they all fall in line. Mm -hmm. And Blue shows empathy, right? That very mammalian pack empathy. It's like, right, dogs do all those things. Yep. A lot of people have a disconnect in what they consider to be intelligent in animals. Uh, it's yeah. hard for us to gauge it because for us, what is considered clever for most animals is impossible. Like a clever yes. human is a sci-fi story for another animal because that's it's a ridiculous level difference. So, you know, a clever animal can be something where it's like, oh, I, I didn't know they weren't as dumb as I thought they were. Or as I expected yes. them to be is what usually it is. So turtles any... can solve mazes. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. a smart turtle. You know, it's... so any show of intelligence is, you know, enough to represent an animal's intelligent. Great apes pick locks. Yes. Orang there was an orangutan who knew to hide <laughs> his lockpick, his favorite lockpick, in his lip so that when the yeah. handlers were checking him, they wouldn't take it away and then he'd take it out and escape at night. Crows use cars to crack nuts open yeah like nothing the raptors nothing the raptors have done throughout the entire series has ever shown them to be second to humans no and it's it's a lot of telling instead of showing yes and i think the most dramatic example of telling instead of showing and this is something we brought up in the last movie i i brought it up i think yep. in the last movie they keep calling the dinosaurs animals yeah but the movie never backs that up. The first one did. 
one of the major things. Because again, in the first movie, we saw them acting like animals. They yes. were friendly or they were sick or they sang to each other or they had babies they were curious jurassic world did this and jurassic fallen kingdom does it again one of the major themes of fallen kingdom is the animals are dying this is sad we should save them because they are animals and they deserve to live and they're we love them and all that and all the animals ever are are monsters and panicky dangerous beasts yeah the movie keeps the characters keep saying that they are animals that they're beautiful and the movie keeps portraying them only as dangerous destructive monsters yep it's a very weird handling it they keep trying to say aren't these amazing and then just doing whatever they want with them yeah, this is an amazing, beautiful animal as it headbutts a pipe on the wall for no reason. Yep. Like. <laughs> yep. The majesty. The majesty. <laughs> look, look how beautiful it is. <laughs> Clang. <laughs> the only dinosaur or even any critter we haven't really mentioned yet is the new one, the Indoraptor. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the reason I haven't mentioned it is because there's nothing scientifically interesting to say about it. No, there's they don't do anything interesting. They they don't even add in any new dinosaur conjecture or behavior. It's just it's just a monster. Just a monster. And that's what and it's it, meant to be in the movie. It's very obvious they set it up that this is yes. Uh, it it is a failed experiment. So I mean, yes, that's it the it point. It didn't have a mother. Yeah, exactly. It that's the point. But yeah, I mean. You you accomplished it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing sciencey about this. No, like, there's nothing interesting scientifically to mention. Yeah, it just. I will say uh, because this is something I've been pointing out in every single movie. <laughs> Blue throws the Indoraptor through a pane of glass, and she jumps through one while she and runs then, away from an and explosion. Jumps through, and Indoraptor goes through glass. I I don't I don't have any additional commentary on this anymore. It's just except to say. That we're five for five. Ra- raptors hate glass. <laughs> With the raptors jumping through the glass. I will stand up and, and applaud in the movie that a raptor looks out a window at someone and then runs around to the door. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that glass? Stuff, no, that stuff will cut me. That stuff's sharp. I've jumped through enough of those now to know better. <laughs> <laughs> Blue runs up to his... You know, it hurts every time, guys. I don't really... What we need is another raptor running headlong at a pain, and then Blue stops it. No, no. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't make my mistakes. (laughs) Be better than me. (laughs) So them's them's the critters. How about that science? So then next up, as always, let's talk about the science. You write how... What is this movie's relationship with real-life science? In the previous movies, mostly we've talked about paleontology. We've gotten to see fossil sites. We've gotten to see paleontology discussions and things like that. Yeah. Uh, this movie, not so much. No, no. Not not really. Not a, Once again, no paleontologist in sight. Correct. Uh, no, no mentioning of paleontological theory or research. There's no research. There's no study. No, no hypotheses. Yeah. You know, hypotheses to study or prove or disprove. Now, there isn't actually any paleontology. Nope. In the movie. Nope. 
much like Jurassic World had a had a couple of lines, yes, that were sort of getting at it. This one doesn't even really have that. We have one character in the whole movie that mentions paleontologist, and it is the person auctioning off the dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> the ankylosaur is known by paleontologists as the living tank. Yep. He's also the only one that's referencing ages and stuff. Yeah, like. he calls it he's a juvenile allosaurus. Yep. <laughs> and and that that there you go. <laughs> that's all yeah, it's literally all the paleontology in this Yeah, movie. that's about it. And that yeah, it's it's pretty sparse. <laughs> There's a couple other subjects that come up, but no real hard science that's even mentioned. Uh, this movie is a, what apparent seems to be the first time the word tetanurin has ever been used in a a movie. This is true, which is a real taxonomic clade of dinosaurs. It's not used to great effect. Nope. Uh, but it's used, so congrats. Just mark it off the list. Yes. <laughs> Most of the interesting science stuff is not very dinosaur related. No, not really. There's a lot of interesting stuff brought up about endangered species and extinction and yeah. invasive species. Uh, the movie doesn't expand on really any of it, but it's in the fabric. It, yeah, it's they are literally brought up, not discussed. Which again is is gets into this trend we've been talking about of mirroring real world conversations. Yeah, it is. These like if we created a bunch of creatures, are we obligated to save them from extinction? Do extinct animals have rights? It's, yes. it's one of the it's one of my favorite lines in in the second movie. Extinct animal has no rights. This is kind of expanding that. But do they though? Yeah. yeah. And that's kind of the one of the core at least moral tussles of this movie. Yeah. I like that Malcolm's I like where Malcolm falls. Malcolm says we should let them die. Yes. Very clearly. Because we created them and they don't belong here. <laughs> and he I love it because he makes the same argument that everyone else on the internet makes in the comment section whenever an article comes out about de extinction anyway is isn't there a movie franchise about why this is a bad idea <laughs> yes he no, literally like, says like, haven't we you have guys shown, seen jurassic park <laughs> he literally says we we have unlocked genetic technology and shown time and time and then not to be able to handle it <laughs> like <laughs> he, he is literally saying guys i've watched all four of the previous movies <laughs> we're not good at this let them die <laughs> stop it <laughs> but then there are other people. There's a whole activist group in this movie. Which was, I thought that was actually a very interesting touch that there yeah. there would be new activist groups that are, are pro-dinosaur protection. That was, that was a nice world-building aspect. And we've mentioned, I think on the main podcast, and maybe in this series, this this conflict that comes up sometimes where you have invasive species and some people are of the opinion that we shouldn't be saving invasive species yep. because they're invasive. They're da they're damaging to the environment. Whereas other people will say, no, they're animals, they're living things. We should be protecting them. And that's a real conflict. And this movie almost did something cool. It really got very close at the end of the movie, right? The, the cyanide gas is conveniently leaked across the building into where the dinosaurs are. And they're all going to die. That you just have lying around. Yeah, they just had these can for whatever. <laughs> all the dinosaurs are going to die. Right. At the end of the movie, this is made very clear. Yes. The dinosaurs are all going to die. If they do not take action, there's yep. nothing that is going to save these dinosaurs. 
and Claire puts her hand over the release button that will open the doors and let the dinosaurs out and grapples with it. Yeah, and Owen has the great line, if we do this, there's no going back. Yes, like if you release these, these are implanted invasive species. Yes. Setting aside the question of whether they'd be able to survive in California, whatever. I hear life finds a way, but I... I well, there's the whole... Uh, the, the lysine. Yep, yep. <laughs> and she's got her hand on the button, and she's grappling when she's like... And then she closes it. Yes. And she steps away. And I was like, holy cow, this movie has taken a stance. It almost turned around for me. I That would have been all... I was so excited. I was like, wow, you've made... Because they were going to do it. And I was like, oh, come on. That's... That's the easy decision it's the wrong decision, in my opinion. It's yeah. That's that's the thing for me. Is it's like that's that's a bad lesson. Because you are you are gonna release these monstrous organisms into places where they clearly don't belong, which have only ever killed people into the mainland United States, just because you can't bear the thought of them being dead. Because you don't want to be sad. Yes. So when she closed it, I was like, yeah, now there's some cool science discussion. Yes. There. And then the little girl pushes yep. the button because opens it. She doesn't want to be sad because they're alive. She says so much for that cool science discussion, I guess. Yeah. And it's <laughs> to be said, I, I'm sure there are people out there who who do not take our stance on this subject. This is a yeah, this is a debate to be true. had. So we're not saying this is this is a a cut and dry subject you know we we know where we fall on it but that's not to say that that's the only side to fall on but the the movie definitely seems to have the the stance at least in that scene that it's more important the animals don't die than all the other animals that they're going to threaten yes well and it it takes the easy way out which is Mm -hmm. fine i and i honestly would have been super surprised if it hadn't Oh yeah, yeah, I I was I was gonna be truly shocked had they let that many dinosaurs just die on screen. But it, it would have been a brave moment. Yes, it would have for the film. There's a bit of talk about cloning. Yeah, uh, doesn't go into too much detail, and they've clearly have no idea how DNA works anymore. Yep. Nope, it's out the window. It is. <laughs> they 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 now make it seem like every time they want to make a dinosaur, they have to go get DNA again. So. Yeah, because they go to get the Indominus. Yep. They have to, oh, we have to get more DNA. No, you, you have the DNA. Yeah. Just, just copy it again. It's a code. No, nah, that's spoiled. It's old. It's stale. That's, it's, it's gone back. <laughs> also, why are there still Indominus bones? <laughs> it it got eaten by the Mosasaur. Yep. No. Just, Mosasaurs don't take chunks. Mosasaurs <laughs> just serve up justice. She just <laughs> murdered it. <laughs> that's all. That's... Yes, justice doesn't take a holiday, and neither do I. <laughs> justice is best served underwater. It's, yeah, yeah, that's one of those things where they're hoping we forgot that. <laughs> um, a couple other quick sciencey notes. It was interesting that they went with the dinosaurs and volcanoes trope. Yes, they did. That's like an old paleo art trope. Yeah. That when you see dinosaur art, there's always volcanoes erupting in the background. Yep. It's, well, it was all the stomping. It was all the ground. Yeah, they held they the, the tremors. They are ag- agitating <laughs> those volcanoes and bringing them up. Uh, uh, the only other sciencey note that I had, a really little sciencey note. Early on, there's a news segment mm-hmm. 
and there's a little word scrolling in the bottom of the the screen. Mm-hmm. And I didn't catch all of them, but I caught two of them back to back. One said uh, NASA reports uh, unprecedented levels of warming. Oh, and I was like, hey, there's some real science in your yeah. in your movie. That's cool. Yeah. And then the next one said, and I'm paraphrasing because I, I don't have it in front of me. It's something along the lines of uh, president expresses doubt over the existence of dinosaurs in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that completely. Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. It's uh, funny because it, it makes me want to cry. It gets you half a star on, up on that. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a one, a little bump up. Oh, that's Thanks. hilarious. Thanks for that. That's That really does wrap up. <laughs> About the the extent of the science. I think science. that's all the science. There's a it, there's a bunch of interesting subjects that just, that don't really get it delved into much. Well, they they give way to the action movie, which yeah yeah. I mean, you're you're an action movie. You're not advertising yourself as anything else. But they were brought up. They just weren't di- they didn't dive in very far. As always, we're not saying that this is a bad movie because it doesn't go into the science. No, there's lots of other reasons. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's a bad movie for all sorts of other reasons. <laughs> Uh, but no, we are here to discuss the science. Bad science does not technically make bad movies. It can, but it doesn't necessarily. It's just, Indeed. it's it's always a little like, oh, shucks. You know, could have had a cool science movie, didn't. Par for the course. But now let's talk about the scientists. Uh, this is another thing we do every episode. Yes. Early on in the franchise, there were actual paleontologists. There are not anymore. Nope. There has not been a paleontologist character in the Jurassic World movies. Mm-hmm. There's not. There are two scientists in this one. Uh, Dr. Wu is back. Yep. Uh, once again, he seems to exist only to shout exposition and then leave the movie. Yep. To be to be insightfully evil. Yes. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't really do anything nah. science-y in the movie. He, he gives some exposition, uh, but we don't really see him do much science. He 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 is now just fulfilling the role of the megalomaniac's main scientist who just needs more time. And if you would just understand my research, and yes. him saying, "I need the monster tomorrow," it's that's become <laughs> is <laughs> that's become his role in the movie. Pretty much, yeah. It's Skeletor is going to come around at some point. <laughs> nah, yes. Is it ready yet? <laughs> And then the other scientist we see is Dr. Zia Rodriguez, who is, as she proclaims, a paleo veterinarian, which is a cool idea. That's actually very there's there's a there's a great um, if any of you remember the uh, Philosoraptor meme of the, the raptor deep in thought. Uh, my friends at work changed my background and it says, if a dinosaur gets sick, do you call a vet or a paleontologist? And there is yeah. a correct answer there. It's the vet. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the nice answer to it. You call a paleo vet because you would need that if you're taking care of dinosaurs. And when she introduces that, she's on the phone. Yes, and the yes. person on the phone says, that's not a real thing. Yep. But of course it would be a real thing if you have a zoo full of dinosaurs. Zoos need vets. They have them on staff. I don't know why you would call them a paleo vet. They would just be a vet. Yeah. But that's... A vetosaurus. A vetosaurus, yeah. <laughs> but that's a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. In the case of Dr. Rodriguez, <clears throat> uh, sh- she she describes that she has not ever actually seen a dinosaur. Nope. So her, her qualifications are a little, <laughs> like, so you're a vet, which is cool. Yeah. It's cool that you're a vet, but yeah, you're, you're a vet. 
it would be like going to a surgeon who's read all the books, and that's it. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about dinosaur like medicine yes. in this one. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember a lot of it, but there's a, there's there's a bunch of like how much tranquilizer mm-hmm. should you be using and and things like that. They have one neat moment where she she knows that the the trackers and the dinosaurs are actually power, powered by uh, uh, body heat and oh yeah it's it's a it's a motion tracker so it's actually powered by the motion of the dinosaurs moving so that's why they're still like. It's a neat idea for the the medical aspect of dinosaurs. There's a couple of cool lines. Yeah. So there's a few little bits, but none of you know. There's not a. There's not really much in the way of scientists. Yeah. There's no research. As we said, there's no research. No. They're not. They're not really doing scientist stuff. The main thing with this one, and this is this this is very telling of the the film's feel toward science and scientists, is that the two scientists we have are in made up fields. Yes, they are. Of dinosaur resurrection and dinosaur <laughs> medicine. So the two scientists we have aren't aren't even in real fields of study. So it's it's their scientists in name alone. As we've expressed before, there is fewer and fewer evidence of paleontology. Yeah. In the the, the science is worse and worse and less and less. Yes. As the films go on, which makes me really curious what the next one's going to be like, because you've pretty much bottomed out at this point. It's if if I don't get to see Raptors with guns, then I'm disappointed. Like, That's I, that must be what comes next. Give them at this point, just give them guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd have to turn their hands for that. You'd have to give them accurately turned hands, and that that won't do. <laughs> you can't do no no we keep the they have to open handle doors yep yep okay the nunchucks give them a, <laughs> give them a give them a lever operated machine gun and they can do that oh they can they can do one of the underslung ones they, walk <laughs> they around can a minigun they can like cock it if it's got the <laughs> the handle on the side <laughs> they can have a they can have a bolt action rifle yes exactly <laughs> or they they just have to shoot the gun sideways uh, <laughs> oh yeah there you, there you go <laughs> oh my goodness so in each of these episodes we aren't trying to nitpick too much we try to focus more on the broad scope of things but we do like to nitpick and we do like to get up in arms about really little inconsequential things so we like to give ourselves opportunities for mini rants in each episode will would you like to rant i would there's plenty of things that I could have picked, but the one that got me that it was just one of those, this everything that was said in this scene is just dumb. <laughs> and everything he said having to do with this scene was just dumb. The blood transfer to save Blue's life. Yeah. That oh, First, they need a suitable donor. So she says they need to choose a dinosaur that is a close relative. Okay, reasonable. Yes. Then she. this is where they, they mention you know, the, the relation and talk about that T-Rex is the closest relative on board the ship. Mm-hmm. But the way she defines it for them is that we need a close relative, a two-legged predator, three fingers or less. Yep. Okay. Now, to be fair, <laughs> that that is a derived feature of theropods. It is. It is indeed. So she's narrowing that down to advanced theropods. It is indeed. Not sure it has anything to do with blood types for, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, 
It's that is that is a feature, and there's a re- but like that's not how blood works. And then later on, Wu comes over before trying to run off, and is like, "I need blood from Blue so that I can go off and be nefarious elsewhere." <laughs> to which uh, Zia responds, "The blood's contaminated. I put T Rex blood in it." And he, he he indignantly is like, "No, no, I made this. This is pure." She's like, "No, I did a blood transfer late earlier." You know, she 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 says something like it's a grab bag in there or something like that. Yeah. And then he is foiled. It's not how blood works. <laughs> it's not. First off, the blood cells aren't fusing. It's not becoming an amalgamation. It's just it's just supplementing. You can separate the blood cells later, and you can separate the DNA later. Because hint hint, you've made a T Rex too. You know what that DNA looks like. And eventually the blood will replace itself. So it's not like she's part T-Rex now. I'm really worried that's what going to be the plot of the next movie is going to be. <laughs> she's got T-Rex. Well, it reminded me of when we had that paleo camp yeah. discussion. And the kid asked, if I eat strawberries, do I have strawberry DNA now? Yep. It was because we had separated out the DNA. And he's like, if I eat this DNA, do I become part strawberry? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's the mentality this movie is taking. Yep. <laughs> the movie was like, yeah, leave it in the cup. it's dangerous kid my mini rant now most of the time we talk about paleontology and animals and biology and every now and then i remind our listeners that i do have a background in geology as well yes you do and volcanoes do not work that way (laughs) there was a whole conversation when the trailer came out about the volcano that we see in the trailer notably the fact that it it's an island volcano out in the middle of the oceanic crust and it's exploding for some reason, even though volcanoes that are sitting over oceanic crust are more likely to be mafic in their lava composition. And those are slow lavas like you see on Hawaii, but fine, whatever. Sure. You have an exploding volcano. There's the whole thing with the pyroclastic flow where Owen and the dinosaurs are running and it's this wall of ash that rushes down and they treat it like it's smoke. Yes. Which is how mo- this movie does all the volcano tropes that all volcano movies do. It's like as though it's smoke instead of superheated airborne fragments of glass. <laughs> you do not. First of all, you don't run outrun a pyroclastic flow. Second of all, you don't run out of a pyroclastic flow. <laughs> you die in the pyroclastic flow. Have you ever heard of pl- places like Pompeii? And <laughs> yes. The superheated gas... And tiny bits of ash and glass go inside your mouth and into your lungs and you burn and you die. (laughs) Also, lava is hot. It's not just like uncomfortably hot water. Lava is hundreds of degrees minimum. It is. You don't lay down next to it and roll away from it. (laughs) Like you don't have a close shave with. No, you burn. Like he's flowing lava and you definitely don't get splashed in the face with it and then yeah. shake it, shake it off. Like it's a nuisance. Oh my God. Well, that would, that sure was hot. <laughs> that, that lava that got on my face. That's going to smart later. Yeah. Oh, ooh, I'm going to feel that tomorrow. No, you're going to look like two face. Yes. You're going to have your face melted off. Which would have been a more interesting villain. That would have been the Indo- Baryonyx. <laughs> Two-Face Baryonyx. It comes, it, it comes out of the wilds in California with a coin. It finds Franklin. And it's like, you're, this is going to decide your fate. It flips it with its giant thumb claw. Yes. Yes. 
Huh. So the movie has added has has gone from just getting biology wrong <laughs> to getting geology wrong too. Yeah. Lava's pretty hot, folks. Don't do not play with lava. It's the same reason that things cook in your oven. Hot air <laughs> also hurts. Being next to lava hurts a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to touch it to get burnt. Anyway, this concludes our June series on the Jurassic Park franchise discussing the science. We haven't discussed everything, but we've done some flybys and we hope that you've enjoyed it. Listeners. Thank you for sticking with us all the way through. We've had a great time. It's been, this has been great. Even going to see this bad movie that we just had to go see. We had a really good time. (laughs) As always, we will put more thoughts up on Patreon for the patrons to listen to just our non sciencey you know, in this case, our first impressions. Yeah, our opinions of the film. Yes. And this is a great time to ask you to let us know, what did you think about this series? Did you like this? Was You know, this was something sort of on a whim we did. A couple of listeners have suggested we talk about movies. We had a great time. If you had a great time, let us know. We will. We would love to do more stuff like this. Yes, absolutely. This This was an amazing amount of fun and if you liked it let us know if you want to hear more let us know if you have your own set of movies you'd like us to do say it out loud and we'd be happy to do it yes and if you saw fallen kingdom what did you think yeah is there let anything us know. we missed is there anything you know let us let's have a conversation get hit us up on facebook and twitter and wherever else absolutely and let us chat this has been fun will what, what a what a blast that's this is really I, I'm, cool I am so happy we got to do this. I I was not sure we'd get to do it so early in in this podcast. So that's yes. this is awesome. Uh, and now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go. Uh, inspired by the ending of the movie, where all the dinosaurs run away and Blue runs off into the distance, <laughs> and they're like, "Where are they going to live?" And then Maisie is like, "I'm one of the oh my goodness." I have to go write fan fiction now (laughs) where Blue and Maisie and the other dinosaurs are like wandering through the mountains looking for a place to live. And then a telepathic voice reaches (laughs) out to them and promises a safe haven for clones. Yes. Yes. So I'm going to be busy for a little bit. (laughs) Bye for now. (laughs) See you, everyone. (laughs) 